welcome to the Inner Knowing Podcast. Invitations back to yourself from someone who tried all the things, looked for all the answers outside of myself. And the answer I was least excited about was the place in which I found that what I was looking for, which is I had everything I needed inside of me. And so the intention here is to share my own lived experience, not for you to replicate exactly what I've done, but to consider the possibility that you can then go within yourself and discover the path that is best for you. Along with this episode, there is a channeled message uh, that you can find as well. We are talking about transformation. Uh, when we, when I, when I think about or reflect on the way things change so quickly now, and you know the easy access to information, Chat GPT, if somehow that hasn't entered your world, um, information is no longer the differentiator. You, your energy, and how you choose to put that information together and share it with the world—that's like your secret sauce is sitting with you, receiving your translation of the information, your energetic signature that the information flows through, how you apply a series of complex perspectives based on your own lived experience. That, in my opinion, will beat AI every day. And so I believe, based on what's happening, that getting great at going through a change process is something that would serve you really well. I know it's served me. And when I sat down to reflect on kind of what the process looks like and what I step my clients through, I wanted to put that together here for us to talk about. And it's always an invitation for you to try it on. There might be a better way for you. And I'd always love to hear if there's a better way, but this is one way. As I always, I always like to say, I share a truth, not the truth. And the same goes for you. So the reason I'm so passionate about transformation was when I discovered my gifts, what was it now? Four or five years ago, in a way that was like, these aren't, these are more significant than I first had given, you know, value to because I just believed like probably lots of us do that what I could do, everyone could do. Um, was at that time, I was living in this reality, this world, this life that was constructed based on an internal belief system that if I could just change a little bit more, I'd finally love the life I was living. I came from a very like structured, uh, like classic household in terms of like mother, father, dad worked, mom didn't, had multiple kids, we were religious, like a very formal structure. And my life now, you think, well, that doesn't look like that's any part of your life. And I'm sure there's remnants, or maybe it looks like that from other people, but I think I'm literally, or I feel like I'm living a life in complete opposite of what I was raised in. But I had been striving for so long to be like, well, if I could just be happy in that life, everything would be well. And the problem must be me. Meaning if I went to more therapy, if I went to another seminar, if I just got better at 
writing, like I, you know, if I just lost 10 pounds, like whatever it was, there was always like, if I just, then I can, or then I will have. And when I realized that my gifts uh, of channeling intuition, feeling, seeing energy and the myriad of things that I experience, and that none of those were being truly applied to the life I was living um, in a way that was like informing my reality. They were all like uh, contributing experiences that I dismissed versus like these are defining how you show up in the world. Um, and I looked around and I was like, well, none of this that I made that I created is going to fit where I'm going. Shit. <laughs> I got a lot of things to change. And at the time, and again, uh, it's maybe then only what I could see. So when I reference this, I'm never saying it's the ultimate. I'm just saying I'm referencing. That's what I could see. All I could see in the world of those I looked out in the world to was they had an answer that I had to pay them for, or there was a, a way of doing things, but the consistent experience I had. And again, let's recognize that probably was the energy I was in was, uh, I, I wasn't pointed back and towards myself in a way that felt safe anyways. Like I was like, that's the last place I would go. I got myself into this mess as if I know how to get myself out of this. Um, and, but can time and time again, it was me. I had to come back to the tool was always a nice validation or confirmation or, uh, like, okay, like it's not just in my head. This is a part of my makeup. And it was hard to find at the time. It felt like to me, and a, a lot of people felt like they were, I guess, perhaps saying like, it's me, like that guru effect versus like, it's you. But I happen to have the light, the way, the perspective that you don't yet have because you haven't gone through the transformation and I'm happy to share it with you, guide you, whatever it might be. So I, on this journey, I had one friend and she had just gone through something and I was there to comfort her. But she is, as most of my, most of all of my friends are highly intuitive, whether they know it or not. I remember she looked at me and she's like, I know that we're here for me, but like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm great. All it took was her asking me one more time and I fell to pieces. And I said to her, it feels like I have the key, but I can't find the door. Meaning I'm actively seeking the answer. I'm open and willing to receive it. But the reason I couldn't receive it was because I wouldn't look in the one place where it was sat, which was inside of myself. Very shortly after everything unfolded and I was propelled onto this path of where I am now. And so, well, I wasn't going to have an answer given to me. The thing that has allowed me to evolve was to create a process of transformation or, you know, creating a recognizable pattern of change where I was like, okay, I can't control how the change is going to go, the speed, the timing, um, even to some degree, like if I asked for something, like I was like, I'd really like to experience this. I didn't necessarily know what inside of me would have to change to allow that to happen. So I'd be like, oh, well, this has to come up and out. Oh, shit. 
I don't think I want that to come up, but I don't, too bad. It's already happening. It's in support of what I asked for. But what I was able to discover was, oh, but there's a, there's a process. There's like a repeatable experience that tends to happen that I can start to embrace versus resist because the resistance was just slowing it the fuck down. And so I'm going to just step through the pattern that I noticed. Um, maybe there's one that you've noticed that for yourself that's different. Um, but as someone who has in the past been highly, like, I don't even know if it's cerebral, but like an overthinker, let's be less, let's like just overthinker, like everything happened in my mind. I, I would think my feelings, I would think my way through 95,000 scenarios. I would think my way through a relationship that probably ended up barely happening because I'd already experienced it in my mind. And I moved into this uh, feeling my way through, creating presence through change, creating safety and nervous system regulation. Because for those pieces, then I could actually go through the change. uh, And and I guess not slow it down through just resistance of through fear, right? So I can be fearful, but now I have an ability to recognize the fear and care for it. Versus letting it, you know, derail me for two days, six months, two years, like whatever it is. So here's one, one way. So I believe the starting point, and it is for me, is identifying the limiting belief. Funny enough, I don't think this is always the easy, this is like the hardest part sometimes. And so some signals I look for to figure out what the, the limiting belief is, is... If it's in business, like what kind of threshold do I get stuck on? Is it like number of clients, capacity, ability to show up online? Is it dealing with the finances? Uh, Is it working in collaboration with people? Is it hiring for support in my personal life? Is it the kind of person I was dating? Is it the kind of friends I was attracting? Um, I look for patterns in the external to give me clues about what's happening in the internal. I obviously believe Should we ever use the word obvious? Probably nothing's obvious. I believe that my external world definitely speaks to me and specifically through people. My entire astrology chart is like around the descendant, which is about the other. So for me, that's how it occurs. It could occur differently for you. You could also look at the types of negative self-talk that you have, um, whether it is like so-and-so doesn't like me because or business never works out because so like notice what you complain about what you find envy or jealousy through in others um or you could if you have a a a group of friends or peers or family that you feel safe say like what do i often complain about seem stuck on have you noticed anything um so you could get out external sources that can be dicey because people have their own perception and you have your own projection field And so as best you can pinpoint the limiting belief and sort of just like write it out and get it outside of your body. So you'd be like, okay, this is the one I'm going to work with. Don't worry about getting the ultimate limiting belief. Just get the one that comes forward. You're going to want to go through this practice. It's a practice, not perfection. And so the next step is to challenge it. I took a program once, like a training program, and they said, outside of the physical event, meaning like my hands clapped, let's say, everything around that 
is a story. I'm going to be like, what do you mean it's a story? So someone might see that and think that I'm like talking on Zoom and I'm like getting mad at somebody. Someone will be like, oh, she's celebrating, da, da, da. Like, and even my own internal dialogue, I'm, I'm creating a story. Meaning these stories you're telling yourself are just that. They're stories you've made up to give context to your reality or your family made them up or however you came to acquire them. But great news, since they were created, you can also create a better story. If that's too complex, no worries. We're just going to challenge the belief. Meaning, do you know that belief is true? Are there actual facts? Or are there no facts? Like, is there no evidence to support this? And the self-examination is really important. Just be like, it feels really true, but like, yeah, I guess if somebody else was to have been there or experienced it or I told the story, there's, it's not the ultimate truth. It's just what's true for me. Byron Katie has a really beautiful practice where she goes, you know, is it true? Can I know it's true for certain? And like, without a shadow of a doubt, is it true? And then tell the story from the other perspective. I probably haven't quite nailed her process, but she has the process on her website. So if you feel like that's something that could help you go print that off. But one of my gifts is to see the other side of the perspective. That's like the easy part for me. So yeah, is it ultimately true? Can you consider alternate perspectives on the, on the thing you wrote on the paper? And you could literally just start to write them out to see what comes out of your body, but counter examples also to contradict the limiting belief can be really helpful. So try that on, just like write it out. Now for some people, this already might've felt like a lot of work, especially if you haven't done it before. So take a break, <laughs> schedule a return to this process time, but take a break, go get some water, walk around the block, move your body, whatever feels good. And also know that like part of caring for yourself through these experiences is to keep yourself as best you can regulated. We'll talk about nervous system regulation another time, but regulated means in a calm, a state of clarity and calm where you feel like you can keep perspective and not get overwhelmed or underwhelmed, super triggered or super like almost that like disengaged side of you or the other one. So there's um, fight, flight or fawn. So we can talk about that another time, but just noticing your body state. So this whole process is also like, how am I doing? Whew, okay, I need a breath. I need to listen to some music. I need to move, whatever it might be. So when you're ready, you'll, or you're ready right now, it's talking about reframing the belief. So you've identified it, you've challenged it to be like, there's even a 1% chance it's not the ultimate truth. Cool, I can consider another possibility. We move into the reframe. So you're gonna reframe it into a positive statement. And you're going to try to see if you can take any negative self-talk and shift it into a positive or even at least neutral self-talk, if not into some supportive affirmations. And so what is an example that I can think of? Um, often for me, it's things like if I'm being challenged in business and I'm like, I'm, I'm a loser. I can't figure this out. Why don't I know? 
it will be as simple as being like, wow, I'm really glad that I became frustrated. It showed me there's some area of for me to get better, to learn, to grow, to seek out expertise, help, or support. By going through this process of learning, I then can also help other people when they come to this tension point in their business. Okay. So while it can still feel kind of like the shits, you're like, oh, my God, this is annoying. By shifting it to this other perspective, all, like not making myself a fucking wrong loser, but being like, cool, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for growing and getting curious here. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And I'm looking forward to like learning through this process. I spend less time beating myself up and more time in the process of actually evolution, grow, change, and the grace and kindness and compassion, which we'll get to, to go through the change. So the reframe is like, I could pass judgment on myself, or I could just acknowledge that I'm learning something for the first time or at a new level of business and give myself props for doing that. Same for you, whether that's in relationship, right? We could even talk about like in relationship, maybe there's some real judgmental things you've said to yourself, a limiting belief about what you're able to achieve in relationship. Then you challenge the belief and the reframe could be even as simple as like, Oh, I'm actually really grateful that I can just see it. I have gratitude that I can see it and it doesn't just live inside of me where I was uh, unconscious to how that belief was impacting my experience. So the reframe is gratitude for the ability to just change it, to be like, okay, through seeing it clearly, I have the chance to change it. So the reframe is just, I'm grateful that I took the time to get curious. Maybe the reframe can't even be yet on the full judgment. That's okay. But like gratitude for yourself. Because again, you'll spend less time beating the crap out of yourself and more time in motion forward to discover the new possibility. So the reframe, really helpful. Again, you might want to write 10 of these out. You might want to hypothetically ask, like, hypothetically, if this is what you were thinking, what's another perspective you might take? I, I for better or worse, enjoy talking to other people about these things. Um, only do it with people that are safe and supportive and aren't judgmental. We don't need to go backwards. The next thing would be to gather supporting evidence. So in any area of growth, in my opinion, so whether when I'm teaching on intuition and self-trust, on transformation, on reaching your goals, anything that feels like it's a stretch, a new, a new experience, you have some self-doubt, you want to go back and create supporting evidence. I always call it like a library of I don't know if I called it this, but like a library of success, a library of past successes, a library of past intuitive moments, a library of, of self-trust moments, whatever you want to call it. Um, and because the, the brain has a bias towards negativity, to visually create positivity outside of yourself, it really helps to be an anchoring and reference point. So I'm like, oh yeah, there was that one time when I da-da-da-da. So with business, oh yeah, like I guess I didn't know how to set up scheduling when I first started and that really friggin' daunted me. It was daunting for me, but I did it. Or I didn't know how to advertise, but I figured out. Or I didn't know how to do, I mean, the best, I think the best thing about social media once you've been there for a while is to go back and look at the first things you did because you're like, bitch, learn something. Like, oh my God, I got better at that. 
because my first Instagram live, I'm like sh literally shaking. Now I'm like, turn it on. I got something to say. So going back and seeing that you grew successfully, that you grew through it, that you found success and having all that evidence in front of you being like, this isn't going to stop me. It's just something I haven't done before. That's all it is. So gather that supporting evidence, put it as post-it notes, put it on your phone. Notes somewhere where you can easily reference. It's like when I used to work in corporate and you'd get your team to put a folder of like positive things people told you. I used to work in HR and recruitment. So people can get kind of negative. <laughs> so it was just nice to say like, oh yeah, even though today I feel like a piece of shit, that's not ultimately true. It's just a moment in time and I can shift that. Those are my examples. And so you have the evidence, you've reframed it. So you're really now considering this new possibility and that you could safely go through the, this transformation. And so the really important part that I think a lot of us can get stuck on is to then take action. You're like, cool, cool, cool. I got this thing. Yeah, I feel good about it. No, you got to go take action on the thing to act in the new reality that you're desiring to step into. Because the new reality is that that old belief isn't going to dictate your actions anymore. This new one that you've been trying on playing with and evolving is. Again, in taking action, I'm a big advocate of nervous system regulation based on my own lived experience. So for people that tend to take big action, I usually tell them to take what's the smallest consistent action you can take, right? So for me, I love big. So it's like, I'm going to record 15 podcast episodes. I'm going to release them in 15 days. I'm going to put 65 pieces of content out on TikTok and Instagram. Then I would lose momentum. I haven't done those specific things, but that's the kind of vibe I get like big, immediate, done. And then I'm like, oof. That was too much. So instead, the thing I'm trying on right now is how, what can I do consistently daily to show up? Um, because I, I believe so deeply in what I have to offer that the consistency will create an ability for people to connect and help me create opportunities for us to work together in ways that are deeply supportive for them versus periodically showing up. Uh, because I hadn't created a rhythm, a safety, probably I had some belief systems that weren't in support of, say, deep daily commitment to my business in a way that others could see me. I probably had some transformation there. So that for me means meditation. Uh, I do some cold plunging and sauna. Don't cold plunge if you don't want to, just so you know. Who cares if it's popular? Only do it if you want to. Uh, maybe for you, it's like putting your feet on the grass for five minutes, whatever it is, but something that really grounds you into the present moment. Take the small action. I also like to suggest for some people, if you tend to self-sabotage before you start, go, okay, how do I tend to self-sabotage? What do I tend to do? And then create a, if I'm starting to self-sabotage, a little action list on your phone. Like, so what I'll do is I'll make sure I slept properly. I'll make sure I eat properly. I'll have a shower, whatever it is. So to mitigate the risk of it going on forever, get like a back on track plan. That's easy. Cause if your brain is dysregulated, um, you're, you're not in a regulated nervous system state, it's really hard to make those decisions. So proactively creating something that you can reference without thinking and that, you know, as you take those steps, you'll become more regulated. <sighs> girlfriend likes to give a lot of information. I hope this is feeling good. Maybe you need to get a pen and paper and listen to this again. But the other piece of this that I think a lot of us achievers, especially if your past life was based on achievement, 
is can you celebrate it? I'm like, fuck, I did it. I used to do it that way and now I'm doing it this way. Oh God, that's pretty cool. So I, I am partial to astrological seasons, moon phases as really nice um, pause moments for me to reflect because otherwise I would just plow forward and think I didn't get anything done when there's always been a significant amount of change. So finding ways, whether you got to put the thing in your calendar, whether you love the moon phases, whether you want to come to my um, breathwork events, come to my talk about the astrology of the month. Just, it's more like a theme than actual deep astrology. Uh, but whatever it might be, creating moments of pause in your life consciously so that you can reflect and give yourself credit. And if you feel like you want to make an adjustment, just think about like, cool, let's like tweak the experiment versus I fucked up. Use the kinder word whenever you're going through this process. The bonus po points to this is seeking support. So for some people, support, those people live in their day-to-day -day lives, whether they're coworkers, friends, families, partners, spouses, whatever it might be. For some people, those uh, categories don't feel supportive, for better or worse. Um, and so maybe you need to seek an external community to support you, whether that's an online group, you go to something in person in your town or community. It's okay if you need to seek it out. Seek, seek support. It's really nice to have someone else on the journey with you to affirm that you're like, great job. You're fucking killing it. Keep going. Love this for you. Obviously, coaches, mentors, I'm going to tell you that's also a great choice. Those are things that I am. But it doesn't have to be paid. It can be paid. Whatever works best for you. But having an external person be like, shit, babe, you did it. Or like, keep going. Honestly, I think it's worth so much. And then finally, I referenced this earlier. This is something that I had not always done to my, for myself in life. Self-compassion, kindness, giving yourself the grace to change and not expecting it to be perfect. That is, I think, the biggest piece of the puzzle that when I added that in, everything got better. Because I was just like, well, you're going to, and if you don't hit this goal by this, it's like, oh my God, why would I fucking start if all I get is judgment from myself through the process? Can you give yourself the space to change, the space to not get it perfect, whatever perfect is that your mind's created? So can you be kind, loving, compassionate, acknowledge that change is effort, takes time and needs some patience, and that ultimately... It's going to happen over and over again. So you might as well learn to love it as best you can so that you can continue to grow into the life, the experience, the people, the partners, the places that you want in life. Whew. So I would love to hear from you if this resonated. If you have another like sideline where like, well, you know what? Something else people do, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It's really the first three to five steps here. And then the other last two are just like ex external supporting frameworks that are feeding into the success of your five steps. You got this. Change is cool and sexy and fun. It's not always going to be easy or feel good, but ultimately you'll be so glad you started. 
nervous system regulation, caring for your own physical being, being embodied in the change, very important. And if there's anything here that I've touched on that you want me to elaborate on as well, send me a note. I love being in response. If in the moment you are seeking additional support, I currently have one-on-one mentoring and coaching open either in a six-month or six-week increment. I love a beautiful one-off session where we channel, build a plan, take you from uncertain, unknown, overwhelmed, frazzled, confused, frustrated into clarity, alignment, connection, having a path that you enjoy going down versus doing something you think you should. Those are kind of the transformations in all the containers. And currently on offer, I have Voxer channeling. So you get to send me a question. I will channel and then you have chances to kind of go back and forth with me uh, on the clarity of the message or just deepening into what you're receiving. I think it's super fun. Can't wait to try on more of them. And I hope you have the most magical day. You got everything you need to be successful. And if you desire, desire support, I would love to be the one that supports you.